Hey there, it's Michelle Pilpich. I am a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, and your host of this podcast, Simply Intuitive. On the show, we are talking about all things intuitive eating, active living, and breaking down what's true versus what's a myth in the wellness world so that you can focus on simple and sustainable ways to actually improve your health. If you're feeling overwhelmed by all of the health information floating around and you just want to know what to do to feel your best, you're in the right place. Not only are specific tips coming your way, but you can also count on conversations that will challenge your perspective on what health really means. So I hope you'll stick around for many episodes to come, but for now, let's get into today's show. You guys, I am so excited for this episode. I think this is probably the most relatable episode that I've ever posted. And it is because I am talking to two super relatable and real people. Um, Carly Silverman and Alana Dunn are the guests today, and they are the co-hosts of the Life in Progress podcast. Um, They are both social media influencers, content creators. Alana also has a podcast called Seeing Other People that is about all things dating. And this was also just a fun conversation because Alana and I have been friends for a while. It's funny, when I moved apartments in New York City, I was moving from a walk-up to an elevator building. And I literally said to one of my friends, like, I'm so excited to make friends in the elevator. Like, now I'll be seeing people in the elevator all the time. And one of my friends was like, Michelle, don't do that. Like, nobody wants to talk in the elevator. Don't be weird. Like, just ride the elevator silently like a normal person. And then my very first week in that building, who did I meet? Alana Dunn, who lived right below me. And we were friends the entire time that I lived in that building. And like, we're still friends. It's not like we're suddenly not now that I don't live in the building. But it was really great to talk to her about her experience and her and Carly's experience in the spotlight um, with body image. You know, I had heard some of her challenges and Carly, I met through Alana because Carly has become Alana's best friend through social media. So also like non-conventional ways to make friends are totally fine and good and helpful. And so both of them you know, have these public images. And I think that is something that's just more and more common as people gain followings on social media, especially on TikTok. Like, it's so cool that kind of anyone can get a following there. But then just because of the ways of the internet, anybody can also make a comment on that person. And so I wanted to talk to them about that. But also, they are both engaged. And they are both getting married in 2024. And I hear from so many clients about the pressure that weddings, whether it's your own wedding or someone else's. And we also talk about like being a bridesmaid and a wedding guest and attending weddings and the body image pressures of that. Like it can be one of the most stressful things to do. And it's something that I talk to my clients about all the time. So I really wanted to get their perspectives on that and just how they deal with things as well as like just to help everyone know that everybody deals with these things because we do look at people on social media as quote unquote perfect and not having these struggles and oh if they look good in this picture then they probably feel good all the time because they look perfect but nobody thinks they look perfect these two girls are so so real 
I just know you're going to feel seen and heard and validated. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I am going to stop rambling now so that you can just hear what they have to say. Carly and Alana, hello. Thanks for joining me. Hello. Thanks for having us. I am so, so excited to talk to both of you about all things body image because of the unique perspective that you both offer. And I know a lot about that, um, but for anyone listening, can you each take a brief minute to introduce who you are and what you do? Alana, why don't you start? Okay. Well, first of all, I miss you. So happy we have this hour because we were neighbors last week and now we are no longer neighbors. But um, we're, we're, we're still in denial about that. But yeah, so I am the host of the podcast, Seeing Other People, which is about dating and relationships. I co-host the podcast, Life in Progress with Carly. And I'm a content creator, dating coach, dog mom, super anxious girl, all of the things. <laughs> and yeah, that's me. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm Carly. I live in Florida. I know you guys are in the city in New York. Um, but I also obviously co-host the Life in Progress podcast with Alana, which is about just being in your 20s right now and talking about the shit that no one really likes talking about on social media and just trying to be very relatable. Also a content creator and matchmaker. Also, Alana is a matchmaker, which she didn't say. And yeah, all the things. Love it. So you guys both have these huge audiences online. You have these podcasts. You're doing so much. And what I love about both of you is what you just said, Carly, you're still super relatable. And so that's why I wanted both of you to talk about body image because of both the like attention that you have, the eyes on you, and the relatable experience. Um, so let's start off with, I'm going to ask you, this is like semi turning into a session. This is the first question I ask all of my new clients. <laughs> and I would love for you each to share a bit about your history with your body and food, like from childhood to now as what, late 20 somethings, how have you felt about food in your body um, briefly? And then we'll kind of dig into some of the more challenging parts. Um, I could start. I, I don't really know. Like, I feel like I haven't thought about it that much, um, which maybe isn't the best thing, but I haven't always been the healthiest eater and I've had a lot of stomach issues, which have caused a lot of anxiety. And I also get really, maybe TMI. I don't know how TMI we're getting. There's no but- TMI. TMI <laughs> all the Great. way. Great. So I am just constantly constipated and I swear that makes me my like anxiety just like heightened because every day I'm wondering like, oh, I'm just going to be bloated all day today. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I have like a specific relationship, but it just definitely gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. I have a question. I'm raising my hand. Carly, <laughs> do you think you're constipated because you're anxious or you're anxious because you're constipated? Oh, a great question. I, think I think it's genuinely a vicious cycle. I got IBS after my last breakup and they literally told me that I developed it because I was just constantly anxious. But now yeah. I think it's just both. It's literally both. It just feeds it's into so each other. Real. It's so real. Yeah. There is such a strong mind gut connection. And I used to have IBS. I don't even know if I still do, but it's way better now. And 
I, before becoming a dietitian, tried like every single elimination diet and my stomach aches went away when I went on anxiety meds. So there you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a constant cycle. But yeah, I mean, those feelings of like having GI issues and then it makes you feel bloated and then you're stressing about that and you're stressing about if your stomach is going to feel worse. It just is like stress out the wazoo that can feel never ending. Yeah. So Alana, what about you and your body image and food relationship? How much time do we have? <laughs> I know. Keep it brief, girl. <laughs> um, I, I've i definitely had a very complicated relationship with food and, and fitness and my body for a very long time. I remember I w- was an athlete growing up until I graduated high school. So I played multiple sports. I never once thought about like how many calories is in this or is a cookie unhealthy? Like my parents would tell me I ate too many cookies, but I'm like, well, they're good. Like who cares? Whatever. And (laughs) the reality is I was active five, at least five days a week through sports. And so when I went to college and suddenly was not active at all, like I'd never set foot in a gym, I gained like the freshman 20, not even 15, but I gained like the freshman 20. And Mm -hmm. it was a really rude awakening for me of, Like I remember I would literally go to Chipotle and get my burrito and it would be so stuffed that the burrito, the tortilla would rip and they'd be like, oh, do you want us to rewrap it or double wrap it? I'm like, oh, just double wrap it. Like who cares? I didn't know. Like I I didn't know that that was like unhealthy or a bad thing to do. And and I gained so much weight. is it unhealthy? You know, I'm going to fight you on that. (laughs) Fair, fair. Probably if you're getting a burrito that big where the tortilla is We could do a whole conversation on what healthy means, but yeah, Yeah. go on. (laughs) But I gained a lot of weight. My clothes didn't fit. I thought it was like, why did my clothes shrink problem? Mm. And it took me a really long time to like come to terms with, wait a second. Okay. I gained weight. That's okay. But like, how can I feel better on a day-to-day basis? Like, I don't feel physically well. I got into this mindset of like, I have to work out if I'm going to eat or like, if I don't work out, then I feel shitty about myself, which even this morning, like I had to call Carly being like, I feel like I should go to my running class and I'll be like upset if I don't, but I also have a lot of work to do. I've had a really complicated relationship with with food and, and fitness and my body for a very, very long time. It ebbs and flows. I think I'm in like an okay place now, but I also feel like most days I hate myself. So yeah, again, I think mine so really relatable. ebbs and flows. Yeah. Like there, yeah. there will be weeks where I'm like, oh my God, like I can't look at myself in the mirror and weeks where I'm like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's so real. And that trajectory from, you know, I'm a kid and I just play sports and have fun and don't think about it to now everything changes in college and I'm thinking about numbers to like, I just want to feel good Mm -hmm. is such a real kind of pipeline. And then when most people get to that point of like, wait, but I want to feel good, they are lost and don't know what to do. And, you know, for you guys being young adults in your 20s, leaving college, and then suddenly you have like, thousands and thousands and thousands of eyes on you on TikTok, on Instagram, on social media. I'm curious, how did gaining that platform affect how you felt about your body and your appearance? Well, there are a lot of weeks that I have where I won't put out content because I don't feel like I look good or I am feeling good where I could be looking fine, honestly, but if I don't feel good about myself or if I'm again so bloated or if I have a lot of acne like I just 
don't want to put out content. And I think that's been a struggle for me because I, I preach that I'm, you know, I'm relatable and I want to be relatable and I want people to know that it's okay to have weeks where you're feeling like absolute shit, but like, it's really hard for me to put out content when I'm feeling that way. Yeah. And I think a a unique struggle. And as soon as you brought up having us on your podcast, we were like, oh, we should totally talk about body image on life in progress as well. We had gotten to this conversation about this position we're in where we feel like people will be mad at us if we say like we don't feel comfortable in our bodies or like we look at ourselves and we're unhappy with how we look because objectively we are small girls. But that doesn't mean we don't judge ourselves so harshly still and find a million different things wrong with us in any given moment when we look in the mirror. And so it is really tough to balance like respecting everyone else's feelings while also being okay that we're not, we don't always feel okay and validating that we're still allowed to feel the way we feel and everyone's feelings are valid. But I think it it is a tough conversation because we never want to offend or insult anybody else or make anyone feel like, well, if we're saying that we don't feel like we look skinny enough or fit enough or good enough, then like, what does that mean for them? Like, it's a really fine line to walk and something that we definitely like are struggling with approaching in terms of content. Yeah. I mean, thin privilege is real. I will never deny that. It's something I've struggled with. Online, I used to like really make sure that I never had a full body photo of myself on my Instagram because I was like, if I'm this anti-diet, intuitive eating dietitian, like it should be not about my body. And there are so many things people say. But I think it also is valuable for you guys, for us to have the conversation because it just goes to show that like this is a never ending battle. It's like it's a game you can't win. Like even someone who you look at as having the perfect body is struggling with their own self image. And so like every single person is always looking at someone else and not even looking at their real self, looking at their like photos online that are probably altered or whatever um, and seeing them differently and everything is so subjective. So I think those reminders are helpful. Yeah. Well, that's been a wake up call to me. What you mentioned about altered photos is there are people like friends, other content creators that I I know and follow. And I've always looked at them like, oh my God, they're so pretty. They're so skinny. Like they always look amazing in every photo. And then as I've gotten to know them, like they'll tell me like, yeah, I facetuned this. I made my arms skinnier. I did this to my body, this to my face. And I'm like, oh my God, like, well, I don't look like that in pictures because I'm not doing that. Like, should I be doing that to like keep up? But that feels wrong to me. Like the, I like, I'll Photoshop like my dog's face to smile in pictures. (laughs) Like I've never Photoshopped like my arm to look skinnier, even though my arms are what I'm most self-conscious about. And I'm like, well, if other people are doing it, like maybe I should feel comfortable doing it. But then I'm like, Mm. no, but that's weird. I don't know. Oh, I definitely Mm. have. thousand percent. (laughs) Like, I'm not like changing anything major about my body, but if there's like a blemish, yeah, I'll take it out. Like, I don't, yeah, deny that, that that's, I think that's just, you know, it's, it's very hard to not fix something when you can and when it's readily available to you. Um, and I think like, it sucks that we all do it and it sucks mm-hmm. that, you know, we look at these influencers or honestly anybody and we see their perfect pictures when we know that that's probably not what it looked like before all the editing. Mm -hmm. But if it makes them feel good, then it makes them feel good. And like if taking a pimple off my face to 
post it makes me feel good, then so be it. I will do it. Yeah, yeah but does it? You know, because I think like there's this whole conversation about, um, you know, it's so noble and admirable for celebrities who are getting plastic surgery to like be honest about what they've had done and things like that, or people to be honest about what's edited. How do you feel about that? Like, do you tell your followers what's edited? Do you tell them about anything you've had done, if you've had anything done? And then like, what are your thoughts on that conversation as someone with an audience? Like, is it hurting people's self-image? Is it just raising the standard to be impossible or is it helpful because it's honesty? I think, I mean, I'm so open and I think Alana has been too about getting a nose job and I've done many TikToks about before and after and, you know, I'm very honest about it. And I, I hope that that could show people like if that's something that, you know, you really won and that would make you feel overall better about yourself and not that, and everyone's perfect the way they are, of course, but if it's something that is going to make you happier, I'd see no problem with doing it. And if it's something that's going to help raise your confidence, I, I see no mm-hmm. problem in doing it. But yeah, does it also maybe show an image of, oh, well, you should be happy with the way you were born? Yeah, a little bit. But I think everyone has a choice to do whatever they want. Yeah. I think it's interesting, an interesting comparison where – like I, I have not made the videos of like my before and after, but like your before and after, like it's all like positive comments or like funny supportive yeah. comments. But if you were to make a video of like, here's the picture I posted on Instagram and here's how I changed my body to look like that mm-hmm. people would not be supportive of that. So that's, what's interesting where it's like, mm-hmm. you actually did a surgical change to your body <laughs> versus like a face tune change to your body. Like there is such a stigma around one that is not put on the other. Well, I think because when you're putting it on social media, you're, 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 you're catfishing. Like that's, that's literal (laughs) catfish. If you are changing the way versus what you actually look like versus what you actually look like, where the pictures of the before and after it's like, yes, that's what I looked like 10 years ago, but this is what I look like now. (laughs) But there, but there's totally is a stigma of it. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've never gotten any bad comments about that. That's the only thing yeah. I've ever had actually done. Have you guys gotten comments in general, just like as influencer? And I don't know if you hate the word influencer. I'm sorry if you do, but as people with a presence online, have you like had, whether it's trolls or just random people, Alana, I know you have, commenting about your appearance and what has that been like? My ears. Yeah. yeah tell it's always my ears. It. Yeah, Which I find I'll, I'll, so bizarre. I've gotten for years, ever since I started being like a public persona online, so many comments about my ears being too big. And they're like really mean comments about my ears. And it is bizarre. Like, I think I have pretty normal sized ears. I've never really been self-conscious of my ears. And suddenly everyone is looking at me and thinking, oh my God, that girl's ears are the size of Dumbo the elephants. And I'm just like, it's funny to me. And I'm really glad that I have this like laugh it off outlook about it. But at the same time, I'm thinking, thank God these people are pointing out my ears and not my Mm. stomach or my arms or anything else on my body that I'm self-conscious about. Because if they were doing that, I would not be okay. And it's so sad because I think about all the people out there who there are people pointing out exactly what they're self-conscious about. And it's Mm -hmm. so horrible. And I can't fathom what goes through someone's mind when they're leaving comments about someone's body like that. 
it it is so beyond anything I can comprehend. Yeah, like why? I mean, it's what I tell people all the time. What they say is so reflective of them and not yeah. you. Like why does a stranger's ears size bother you that much? Right. <laughs> like, that's a bigger <laughs> issue here. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Carly? Have you had any any comments or things that were really hurtful? Um, I, I don't take comments seriously. So nothing I, – I wouldn't say any of it is hurtful. Um, I definitely, like, have gotten things about, like, my arm hair. And what else have I gotten? Oh, I've gotten so – That you look like a man. Yeah. Oh, I've gotten what? that I look trans. Yeah. So yeah. Weird. Like so many times. And I'm like, wait, okay. the two of us, the two of us did uh, like a TikTok live once. And so many people were just like calling that out. And then it, it was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, why, why is this what people are choosing to say? Right. Yeah. And then it's so layered. So, no, it's like, don't. why do you think that's bad? And why are you saying like so many things are just There's so bizarre. many things. TikTok is the wild west. <laughs> yeah. I just, those for some reason, the, the comments of like my appearance like that don't really get to me that much. Yeah, or I try amazing. not to let it get to me. Yeah. Um, it's easier said than done, but I, I think it would be different. It would be different on like Instagram. I feel like TikTok is just like you said, a wild, wild west, and the people yeah. on there literally have nothing better to do with their lives. But I feel like if it's definitely if it's someone I knew or someone like not that far removed, I'd be like, wait, what? Right, <laughs> and like the people you know are not the ones saying that, which I think is also helpful to remember. Yeah. So we have to um, talk about one of the the other big huge reason why you're both here which is the fact that you are both engaged congrats yes. very thank exciting you. thank and you and both 2024 brides mm -hmm. 2024 brides okay yep. so exciting so a lot going on for both of you yes. and I, you know i'm like do i even want to phrase this as a question or just give you the phrase we've all heard of shredding for the wedding quotes and <laughs> eye rolls <laughs> what was going through your head post engagement pre wedding like what is going through your head thinking about okay now i have this huge event coming up where literally all eyes are on me yeah it's tough i think there's a few layers to it i think one when it came to wedding dress shopping I, I really had to dig into like, I know myself and I know that there are certain types of dresses where I will feel like I can't eat for the next 11 months leading up to my mm -hmm. wedding. And right now I'm going to say no, like I'm not wearing something where I'm going to feel like I have to change so much about my body or if I'm bloated or if like I don't lose weight that I won't be happy with it. And I'm really proud of myself for having that approach. That said, like I found the dress I love and there are still certain things about it where I'm like, oh, like I really hope I can like tone my arms more because I do think that I'll be happier in that dress if my arms look more toned and I can lose a little bit of like underarm flab, whatever. But I'm not like if I were to show up in my dress that day the same as I was the day I tried it on, I would still be over the moon and, and really happy but it is a lot of pressure. I, I don't feel like, oh, I need to lose 10 pounds for my wedding, but I feel like I want to feel so good in my body and who, as who I am. And I want to show up being like, this is the best I've ever looked. And that's a lot of pressure to put on someone. Like I've been trying really hard to like work out as much as I can, but I also 
am working out now because it makes me feel good, not yeah. just so I can lose weight. And so I think that's something where I'm still like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with doing a little more leading up to my wedding because there's a bunch of different benefits to it instead of like, mm-hmm. I need to work out X number of times a week so that I lose X amount of pounds before my wedding. Right. That shift to how it feels is so important. And, you know, also thinking about, I want to be my happiest. I will be happier. I mean, what I would say to you if you were my client and what I would say to you as my friend is like, that's what we always believe. And if you zoom out and think about like, okay, on my wedding day, will- Yeah, I better be fucking happy no matter what. Right? Like, (laughs) will this tiny amount of arm flab being gone change the amount of happiness that I'm going to have walking down the aisle to the literal love of my life? Like- you know what? That's- Not on the wedding day, but when I get the pictures back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we can talk all about pictures next. Um, Carly, how are you feeling leading up to the day? And have you gone wedding dress shopping yet? I have. I have. Not as many times as Alana has. I'll say that for sure. I went like <laughs> twice. <laughs> she went like 50 times. Um, but uh, listen, I, I, I am fortunate that I don't have to do so much to look the way I want to look. And, and that's just honestly good genes. That's I Mm. I've been like that my entire life. And I'm, I'm sure I'll get shamed for saying that, but it is like, I just have, I have good genes where I don't need to work out every single day to get the figure I want. That being said, back to what Alana said, if I don't feel good inside. And like, I don't feel like I did any kind of movement or ate healthy foods. I will feel like shit, which will then result in me not feeling like I look good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really big part for me that I need to like get across in my mind. Um, Because I do look at myself in the mirror and I say like, I'm fat or not, I'm fat, but like I say, like, I don't, you know, I could lose X here. I could lose X here where I'm sure if someone else looked at me, they'd be like, like, no, no, you can't like, no, you Mm -hmm. shouldn't do that. But like, that's how I feel. And that's what we were kind of saying a little couple minutes back or whatever. But that's something that really upsets me is when someone tries to tell me how I should or shouldn't be feeling regardless Mm -hmm. of what I look like. Like if I Mm -hmm. look in the mirror and, or I step on the scale and I don't like it, someone else shouldn't say to me like, no, you have no reason to be saying that. Or what do you mean? You're so skinny. Like you can't say that, Mm -hmm. but it's thin privilege. Like I, I I understand that, but it's still, I don't feel good. So in terms Mm -hmm. of the wedding, I, I'm probably not going to do anything that's going to completely change my body, but are there things that I want to do that will make me feel better from the inside? Yeah, probably. And again, with the pictures, I, I just had my engagement shoot and there are a million things that I'm looking at and I'm like, oh, I wish my arms looked a little toner there or, you know, I wish my legs were a little little smaller, but I don't think it's ever going to be perfect. I don't think it's ever, I'm ever going to look at a picture and not criticize it, which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're so self-critical with, with the engagement shoot stuff. That was something I wanted to bring up too, where we both probably tried on like 30 dresses for our engagement shoot just because we feel like there's so much pressure to have these perfect looking like 
beautiful, enchanted, ethereal photos that we're seeing everyone else have. And we have to have the perfect dress, the perfect shoes, the perfect hair, the perfect thing that looks perfect on our body in the setting. Like it was so crazy the way we approached finding a freaking dress to wear for our engagement shoot. And we also, when we did our cover shoot for Life in Progress, this was the craziest thing we've ever experienced where the photographer literally gave us like 700 pictures. And I am not exaggerating when I say there was not one photo of these 700 where Carly and I both felt like we looked good or we liked the way we looked or were even okay with the way we looked to the point where the life in progress cover is two separate photos where one photo where I thought I looked wow. okay and one photo where Carly thought she looked okay and we photoshopped them together. And, and I that is so not okay. Yeah. It was hard. Like yeah, that is And how similar crazy. were all of them? <laughs> so, oh my God. The same. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And that's so telling, right? That is how we're conditioned to be. And so going back to the engagement shoot and like the dress and the pressure, how did you choose what you guys wanted to wear? Was it more about what you felt was your style and you felt good in, was it somewhat catered to what you wanted things to look like for an audience? I think it was both for me. I definitely, I did three outfit changes. So I think one of them was one that I'm like, this is what I want and this is how I envision it for myself and what I know I'll feel good in. And I'm not going to lie, there was another outfit where I was like, you know what? Everyone does these cool vibey pictures and I feel like I want to try to do that because I've seen it done and it does so well. And and 100% did I do one of the outfits based on social media and what I think would look good on social media? Yeah. Am I actually really happy that I did that? Yes, because I think <laughs> actually came out something I really liked and yeah. I, I wasn't expecting. But, but the amount of pressure... I put on this stupid shoot that means literally nothing. Like I was so happy when it was over and I'm like, why was I so stressed about a stupid engagement shoot? And it's because social media just makes you think that every single thing needs to be so picture perfect. And I would see all these TikToks and Alana would see all these TikToks of these like cool engagement shoots. And we're like, oh, we need to do that. Like we we Mm -hmm. need to do that content. I mean, Alana posted one this morning that – we both are like, oh, we have to do. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's a it's social media definitely is not the best when it comes to like your image and comparisons right. and what you feel like you have to do and the pressure. Yeah. My mom asked me last night if I have started looking for like after party dresses yet for the wedding. And I said, yes. I am taking at least three months off from looking at little <laughs> white dresses. Yeah. I cannot fathom. Also, I've seen every single one on the internet right. at this point. I've they tried on half the of same. them. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's so yeah. funny because like from an outside perspective, you know, I have seen all the engagement stuff you guys are posting and every single thing I'm like, oh, it's stunning. It's gorgeous. Even though I feel like we have different style, even if anyone, whether it's one of you or someone else is wearing a dress that I'm like, that's not my style and I wouldn't wear it. I still love the, I'm like, oh, that's stunning. That's like, so her, it looks great. Like whatever, everything is beautiful. Cause you can tell you're happy. And like that. Yeah. Just- we took like a year to figure out what kind right. of vibe and dress and 
anything to wear for it as if people are caring. <laughs> right. Right. Because there is that to like the comments will make you think that. And like, yeah, people do care because people love knowing every detail of every person they follow. Um, but <laughs> like something I have realized recently is just how much more what we were saying, the internal shows through in the external. Cause like uh, my insecurity has always been my skin and acne. And I have had acne since I was like a preteen. And that is always the thing I'm most self-conscious about. And I, I had no idea you had any skin. Really? <laughs> it's like literally, one. I've seen you like yeah. every day for the past always. year. Didn't know. <laughs> Didn't know there was anything on your face that I could possibly like pinpoint that you should fix. Yeah. Not, like like that it proves so much. And now as a runner and I just ran the marathon and I'm ne- I never wear makeup when I'm working out because I'm like, oh, I'm going to sweat and that's going to make my skin worse, whatever. So looking at photos, of course, I'm noticing like ugh, my skin happened to look terrible in my eyes on this day when it's a big race and there are photographers and all this stuff. And I still like I've gotten to the point where I will just post the pictures, even if I don't like them. I'm like, whatever, this is going to be helpful for someone else. And the comment that I got that like meant the most to me was a friend commented and said, your joy radiates. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's how I want people to think I look. Yeah. Not your skin is perfect. Nothing's but better like, than you look so happy. Yes. Yeah. It really, like, that internal just, makes like, a difference. It just shows also that we can be so critical of ourselves and no one else would realize what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wish more than anything in the world that we could see ourselves the way our best friend see us, our partner see us, our parents. Like, I just, I wish we could have that lens and get out of our own heads because Mm -hmm. we would be so much kinder to ourselves. Yeah. And even physically, like something that I have thought about and like to point out to all of my clients is like, yes, of course, the people who love you are going to be looking at you in that positive light because of all of the things about your personality and your interactions that they love. And also something that's really helpful for whether it's full-blown body dysmorphia or just like the judgmental lens, is to remind yourself like we literally can never step outside of our bodies and see what we actually look like. And a mirror is not what we actually look like because it's a reflection. So like truly, we don't know. We can't know. Yeah. Just scary. It is scary. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't like it's, – it's like creepy. Yeah. It's weird, but then it's like, okay, maybe – I don't have to worry about. And it's also so subjective. Like, you know, the example I I give is like, have you ever been talking to your best friend about a celebrity crush? And you're like, oh my God, this person's so hot. And they're like, really? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Totally. Like people have such different opinions. It's so subjective. It is. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about kind of this wedding experience, um, we've also both been to many weddings, been in weddings, just like been in the wedding world for a long time. Um, And that's something that all of my clients will talk to me about and be nervous about is when they are a bridesmaid or attending a wedding and dressing up for these events that feel like really high pressure and high stakes, especially because of the photos. So what is your advice for anyone who is about to be in a wedding? Uh, <laughs> if listen, you have I, any. Have, I have 
I, I, I wasn't prepared to be asked advice. I was about to go like bitch and vent about. I mean, that is I've welcome as well. <laughs> no, listen, I've been in weddings where I have been asked to wear a specific dress that did not mm. at all complement my body type. I felt so, I, I literally cried when I first got it. I was like, I can't believe I have to like wear this dress. Like I feel so uncomfortable in it. And then I've also been to weddings where I've gotten to pick out my own dress and I've still felt uncomfortable in it. And mm. listen, like figure out, I think it's really important when you start going to weddings and and being in a wedding, like figure out what type of dresses you feel comfortable in. Like I'm really leading into which dress do I feel the best in now versus like, which is the coolest dress that like looks the hottest. Like I yeah. I'd rather, I love to eat at weddings. I love wedding cake. Like I want, I eat a lot at weddings. So now <laughs> I know like, I want to have some wiggle room and like not have to feel like I have to like suck in or be quote unquote skinny all night. But I would say, remember when you're, when you're in a wedding, when you're a bridesmaid, if it's a dress you hate, if it's a dress you can tolerate, whatever it is, it has nothing to do with why you're there. You are there because it is someone you love getting married, having the most joyous day ever. And you're there to support them and uplift them and have the best day ever with them. And yeah, it sucks if you're wearing a dress that you don't feel comfortable in, but at the end of the day, that's not at all what this day is about. And so just try and remember why you're there. And yeah, it'd be nice if you could have been in a dress that you felt really excited about or felt really good in. Sometimes that's just not the way it shakes out and it sucks. But just focus on your friend getting married and how happy they are and doing whatever you can do to be a good friend. And, and that at the end of the day is what's going to bring you joy and what you're going to remember, not the dress that you hated and felt horrible in. Yeah, so retweet. well said. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I need to take my own advice, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Easier said than done, always. Yes. How are you guys approaching, if you're having bridesmaids, the bridesmaids' dresses and situation for your own weddings? Yeah. So I, I'm working with a really great company, actually, called Bella Bridesmaids. And basically, they have so many different styles of bridesmaids' dresses and they don't look like bridesmaids dresses. They look like dresses that you would order off Revolve. And the best part of it is they come in every color. So I told my bridesmaids, hey, here's my color palette. Go into Bella Bridesmaids. They have locations everywhere. Find the style you want. And then we'll figure out color later on. I wanted people to, like Alana was saying, I wanted people to feel really comfortable in their dress. I want people to come to my wedding and, and feel their best that they can possibly feel because I know that it has that effect on the rest of the night and how, you know, you're mental, you mentally are. Um, so I am having bridesmaids and I went with them into Bella bridesmaids and I was with Alana. And the funny part is Alana tried on so many dresses that I loved and I thought she looked so good in. And she was so critical of every <laughs> single dress and it's just crazy, like we said, that she can't see what I saw. And it was me and my sister and other people telling her, like, you literally look amazing. We're so confused what you are seeing that we are not. Like, I genuinely was trying to understand. She would put one on and I'd be like, that's it. I love it. And she'd be like, no, but you see this part of me. And, and I don't like this part of me. And I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But that unfortunately is how a lot of us are. I mean, I'm the same, I'm the same way and I can't, can't blame her for that, but it, it's a shame that she couldn't look in the mirror and see what we saw of like, wait, this actually looks amazing. And instead get upset because, you know, none of them were like really 
fitting her body the way she wanted. I don't even know what it was, but they all looked good in our eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Alana, how was that experience for you? <laughs> uh, it's tough because I I teeter on like, yeah, I agree. A lot of those dresses looked amazing. But when I looked at them, I was just literally staring at my stomach. And that's all I could see. And in my mind, I'm like, well, like, it's like early in the day. I haven't like eaten three full meals yet. I haven't consumed alcohol. Like this is the best I'm going to look in this dress. Mm. And I know that I won't feel comfortable at the end of the day, even though I really want to get myself to wear it because it, it does look good. I just know I won't feel comfortable. And I ended up finding like a beautiful, incredible, fun dress that I'm really excited about. But it is such a difficult process and something that I don't know. I, I wasn't prepared for when before ever like going to weddings as a wedding guest and, and trying on gowns. It was just it was a very different experience than, you know, jeans or pants that maybe my stomach would not look great and I could wear a long sweater over things like mm -hmm. that. But at the end of the day, I, I also do know that I'm the only one seeing these things, but I still would rather feel comfortable. Right. And that's where it's about the deeper work because I was going to say, like, have you ever been at a wedding looking at the bridesmaids, looking at the other guests and criticizing their stomach? Never. Literally right. never. <laughs> never, you ever, ever, ever. Like, you don't notice anything. Yeah. Like no, yeah. Never. Like, that's not what it's about. And so like you are in the moment, you know you will be. And it's just about that, bringing it back to why you're there in the experience and being present. And it's hard. It's for sure hard. I mean, it's taken me all of my life to like post a picture where I think I look, people can see my acne. And finally, I'm like, well, let me just do it. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's I would say though, that. if you are a bride and you're going to have bridesmaids, it is important that they feel comfortable in what they're wearing. Like I really really stand by that. I get if you want them to wear a certain thing, but if they feel comfortable in their dress, they're going to show up better for you. They want they want to feel good. Here's yeah. the problem. No one wants to tell the bride, hey, I don't feel comfortable in this dress that you yeah. want us to wear. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to do that. And I don't think at this point, I know it's a trope in the past, like, oh, ugly bridesmaid dresses. Like, I, that's definitely not a thing anymore because of social media. People want everyone to think every photo and every dress looks amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's ever like malicious or ill intent. I think it's just people don't want to rock the boat and are afraid to speak up and say to their bride, like, Hey, I don't feel great in this when they've asked the whole bridal party to order it. And the decision's been made. Yeah. 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 I do think it's more of a trend of like brides letting their bridesmaids choose and just like not having everyone yeah. this wear the same exact dress. And I'm going to yeah. be in a wedding next spring. And the bride told us like, gave us an inspo photo of the color palette and was just like, pick anything that is one of these colors that you love. Yeah. And like, that's yeah, I've seen a lot it. more of that than yeah. the, here's the specific dress. Right. Um, and to answer your original question, I still don't know if I'm having bridesmaids or not. Um, I do have two co-mates of honor and for them, and if I do decide to have bridesmaids, I'm just saying wear a black dress. Don't care what I it is. That. Just wear a black dress. Yeah. Black is also so easy. There are so many dresses that I'm like, I love this one, but it only comes in black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. 
any um, last pieces of advice for whether it's brides or bridesmaids for wedding season and just feeling your best? Or cutting yourself slack? Yeah, Have I would fun. say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel fun. like the weddings I've actually had the most fun at are also the ones where I like took one picture in the beginning. I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to look good in pictures in this dress and that's okay. <laughs> and then I just like didn't think about that and just focused yeah. on having fun. Yeah. And those are the ones where I'm like, oh my God, I danced the night away. Yeah. I had the best time ever. And at the end of the day, like it's not about the pictures or the content that comes from it. It's about celebrating joy and someone's love and the fact that someone went through the disaster dumpster fire that is modern dating and found someone they want to spend their lives <laughs> with. And if you're, if you don't get a picture out of it, that's okay. Yeah. And I would just say that just remember that no one's looking at you the way that you're looking at you and no yeah. one's pinpointing the things that you are pinpointing. So yeah. don't let it ruin your night and don't let it, you know, take control of who you are and, and how you want to act. Yeah. So true. We've been there. We've done that. Yep. So true. Sure have. Okay. Been. So this is very spare of the moment because I didn't think about this ahead of time. Well, I did, but then I couldn't come up with them. You guys are the queens of Would You Rather, and I wanted to give you some wedding Would You Rathers. Oh. So oh my God. Okay. Well, the one you sent us, one the one you sent us was so hard. What was it about soup or the? Oh, Would You Rather never have soup again or never have salad again? Yeah, that was horrible. I hate you for that. <laughs> I think it's easy. I'd go no soup. Me I too. I think that's so easy. Yeah. Okay. So wedding though. I feel like this one's kind of easy. Would you rather wear a bridesmaid's dress you don't like? So you're in your best, best, this is your best friend's wedding. Would you rather be in a dress you don't like or not be in the bridal party at all? Like not be asked. Be in a dress I don't like. Be in a dress I don't like. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of easy. Um, would you rather end up on your wedding day with your hair ending up in a way you don't like it or having makeup you don't like? Like one of them gets last minute fudged. Would you this rather is very your timely hair for me. <laughs> I, I'm booking makeup and hair this week. So um, high stakes. Yes. For me, I would say I don't want my hair to be not how I want it. I like it so particular with yeah. my hair. And like makeup, like if it's really something I don't like, I will literally go take it off and whatever. What if you can't change it? Oh, I can't change anything. I mean, how okay, bad how is bad? It? anything? Not like not like clown makeup, but like wrong lipstick color and you feel like it doesn't go with your skin tone. I don't like the, okay, the makeup, the makeup that I had, I had my makeup done when I was officiating my best friend's wedding and I had to go home and, and to the hotel and take it off and, and oh, redo no. it because it was so horrible. So I'm thinking that makeup, in that case, I'll take bad hair if it was yeah. that, that makeup that <laughs> yeah. I paid to yeah. have done was because that was I horrible. I know. That's kind of impossible. Okay. I want to think of one more. Um, okay. Last one. Would you rather... Wait, I had one and it left me. Oh, would you rather be in uncomfortable shoes for the whole night or an un like a reception, reception outfit? So your ceremony's fine. Uncomfortable shoes that you can't take off or uncomfortable dress? 
dress. Me too. I I currently I think, I think I bring guess. sneakers to weddings that I attend and change into them after the <laughs> My ceremony. My mom just did that. That's amazing. That's I, amazing. I literally did that this weekend. Like I coat check them and then I put change into them as soon as I can. I hate my feet hurting. And even in like the lowest shoes that people swear, like the comfiest, like I, my feet hurt and I will be in sneakers my whole wedding night. I'd power through and I I couldn't do an uncomfortable dress. I would hate that. I did see though, a friend of mine several years ago at her wedding, she had just like big baskets of old Navy flip-flops at the corners of the dance Mm -hmm. floor. And that was amazing. Yeah. I love, love dance floor flip-flops. Yes. So good. Amazing. Well, thanks for playing along. <laughs> and thank Those you guys good, for like, coming on. The on. Spot. Great work. Thank you. I'll submit to you <laughs> yeah. every week for your show. <laughs> Please, do. Please do. The the airplane one I thought was good too. Oh yeah, the fly- that was okay. You? We had so many follow up questions on that one. I can't even get into that. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, too. So <laughs> maybe too many follow ups. I was like, oh my god, just answer the question. <laughs> we debated it for literally an hour. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. We won't go there. Um, but thanks for coming. Thanks for sharing everything. Thank you. Good luck thank with you your wedding planning. Oh, thank you. We need here. it. We need it. <laughs> Sending good vibes. And there you have it. That is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it and had some good takeaways. If you did, I would love to hear what's resonating for you. Send me a DM on Instagram or share the episode to your stories and tag me so that I can see that you're listening and hopefully loving it. You can also share this episode with a friend who you think would enjoy it and spread some intuitive eating love to everyone around you. As always, five-star ratings and reviews are so appreciated, so you can drop me one of those. Be sure to also check out the show notes for all the links that I mentioned and more information on myself and my nutrition private practice. Other than all that, I hope you have a great day and a great week, and I will catch you in the next episode.